Hi, my name is Ray Wayne Gonzalez. Join me in my journey out of ignorance with things you pretend to know about, where we talk about things we think we might know, but really we have no idea. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Things You Pretend to Know About, or welcome back to Things You Pretend to Know About. And we have this nice bonus episode for you today um, for those listening on the premiere Wednesday podcast day. Um, we're talking about uh, current politics with my friends Max Ringbaum and Charles Ejerica. And I split this episode into two, so next week's podcast is going to be on the 2020 election primarily. Um, So this is just a 30-minute little mini-sode right now um, of a current politics update. It's not even totally up to date at this point because things just go so fast, Um, but I think it's still pretty relevant. So I hope you enjoy. I think you'll love it. Okay. Thank you. Love you. Bye. So, we're doing a politics update, season two. Things you pretend to know about. Ooh. With now, we have merged the two politics episodes with Max Ringbaum and uh, Charles Ejerica. <laughs> Charles Ejerica. So, we're going to talk about Michael Cohn. Because I don't know anything about that. You want to start? You can start. <laughs> All right. Don't be um, guys. <laughs> so, Michael Cohen, uh, Trump's fixer, his, I mean, of how many years? 10 plus years? Yeah, easily. Ten, yeah, at least, at least 10 plus years. I feel like it might be, uh, I'm understating it, at least maybe closer to two decades. But um, before... Actually, being um, uh, you know f- charges being filed against him, he pleaded. He admitted to committing crimes of like I believe it was tax fraud <laughs> or something like that. Or yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, all, all that aside, he admitted to breaking the law on numerous occasions, and uh, has. Been sentenced to three years in jail. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's, he's definitely going. He's to jail. definitely going to jail. Uh, I believe at some point in time he he was it was cooperating the whole way. Uh, I think at some point in time it came out. I'm not sure. I might be mixing this up with uh, Paul Manafort, or it might have been both him and Paul Manafort who mm-hmm. he lied, or he withheld some type of int- some type of information from the prosecutor. And it reflected negative, reflected neg- negatively on his case because they found out that he lied. And so after that, in some type of, I guess, revelation, since, you know, ob- obviously since, like, you know, Roger Stone, you know, um, I don't Scaramucci. Know, but... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So why, he's, why he's important, what he's saying is that he, because he, he's Trump's right-hand man, uh-huh. think of Trump as, as the mob boss. And, you know, mob bosses have your, you know, yeah. your capos, your right-hand men, 
um, you know, your fixers, like what he described Michael Cohen as. Yeah. Um, so basically, as his fixer, he's had a hand in anything financial he does. Yeah. Like anything, the Stormy Daniels. Exactly. Yeah. Anything yeah. that needs and, fixing. And he right. was, exactly. He, like, in, literally in the term fixer, he fixed problems. So he's, yeah. a, and so therefore, he's a witness to any untoward or criminal uh, behavior okay. of Trump. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so basically, he went before uh, Congress and testified to a lot of these uh, facts that had been that had come out in news reports, mm-hmm. uh, and he was able to testify and verify a lot of those facts. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of saw footage of him saying Donald Trump is a racist. He's not a good guy. But it's like, yeah, like no shit. But like, what happened? You know, like mm-hmm. what. So, like, is there anything more to talk about Michael Cohen? Like, what did is this bad for Trump? Yeah, I, I made yeah I made a list of all the things that he was able to confirm that were floating around and unconfirmed before that. So, uh, Cohen said Trump was told in advance of the WikiLeaks dump by Trump's longtime confidant Roger Stone, mm. and that Trump responded, "Wouldn't that be great?" Cohen's story uh, about Trump's conversation with Stone also contradicts what Trump and his lawyers told uh, the Mueller investigation. Oh, okay. So this is sort of bad in... The first thing, it's bad in two parts. One, he's witness to Trump uh, basically colluding with the Russians through the liaison of Roger Stone, uh, getting that WikiLeaks dump uh, on Hillary Clinton. So who is Roger Stone? Roger Stone is... A, is like the slimiest, most, you know, I wouldn't say most because he is the protege of Roy Cohn, which I we don't really have enough time to talk about Roy Cohn. <laughs> okay. But Roy Cohn is like kind of like the textbook comic book villain who's, you know, behind the scenes. The, the one that's like behind the curtain, you, you only <laughs> see the wide eyes, but he's wearing a mask. You know, like, that's that's who Roy Cohn is, but he was very much, like, a real person. Okay. And was, like, in the McCarthy trials and, you know, like oh, okay. the whole, you know, he, he kind of, like, is, was very, like, you know, vital in the creation of, you know, the whole term McCarthyism. Uh, okay, and, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, um, Roger Stone was essentially his, like, you know, his Robin Hood. Okay. Um, Or Robin, basically, yeah. Yeah, Robin Hood was a good guy. Robin Hood was a good guy. Robin, I'm sorry, yeah. I mean, Robin was good, too. His sidekick. Yeah, his sidekick. (laughs) There you go. He was a sidekick. But uh, so Roger Stone is just, like, the lobbyist lobbyist. He's lobbied for all the worst things you can imagine. And it's, like, kind of been told that he was the person who pushed Trump to be to run for president. Um, and so, yeah, it's it, like he's that's a whole other situation because he's I believe he's been indicted as well. Or he's yeah. just, yeah, he's Recently. been indicted as well. Then he has a gag order that he keeps breaking. And right. so uh, because he like tweets, he he he's like using he's one of those like really weird old people who has figured out how the 21st century works and is using the it to their advantage. Kind. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a he's a real famous dirty trickster. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for for the GOP, he's been around like like he said forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's a but his problem is that he's not 
near as skilled or intelligent or probably quite as cartoonishly evil as Roy Cohn yeah. was. Like, he doesn't have the smarts to basically back it up. Yeah. Um, so he's made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and is kind of viewed as this cartoonish buffoon, but is also... Extremely effective. Yeah, extremely effective, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So we ha- so that's one thing, the... The WikiLeaks and Russian colluding. Yeah, so call back to the first episode that I was on. (laughs) Uh, Remember that, you know, the email dump of of Hillary and her staff's emails? Yes. So Roger Stone basically facilitated that. I know who Roger Stone is. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. He has the tattoo of Nixon on his back. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. Gotcha. Um, Just, okay. Yeah, so... so, uh, Michael Cohen was able to play witness um, to that meeting and that it actually happened. Okay. Uh, so witness to, you know, direct coll- uh, collusion, but also now witness to the crime of uh, lying to federal investigators. Because right. remember, Mueller asked Trump about this and mm-hmm. you know, they are federal investigators and it's a crime to lie to them. And so, right. so if his testimony is true, yeah. then that would be also a yeah. big deal. How which do you is find it perjury? Which, right. Yeah, which is a crime. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a crime. But how would could you even confirm it? I think you it's it's more so just them finding more stories that match against okay. yeah. his one lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's like, all right, there it's it's kind of just like, you know, the law of what is it, law of majority or something, rule of majority. Yeah. It's like ten people are saying you did this. Yeah. There's evidence that you did this. You're the only person, or like you and your camp are the only people who are saying that you did not commit this crime. Mm-hmm. We're obviously going to go with the, you know, substantiating evidence. Yeah, and it had only been hearsay yeah. until then as well. Yeah. You know, you're only getting secondhand accounts of what happened in the office, or you're getting it from an anonymous source. I think right. we first learned about, you know, that meeting from an anonymous source, and the fact that Michael Cohen can testify to being witness to it directly no longer makes it hearsay. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Correct. Okay. Um, so, what's, what else? Uh, uh, I was going to say the three checks, or is it, I believe there's more checks now that have come up, uh, that it was Trump reimbursing Michael Cohen for his, what was it, 175000 or Yeah, I'm not sure to the number. Yeah, but it was a... Hundred fifty plus thousand dollar uh, settlement to right. Stormy Daniels. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so now the checks. Now he's providing the checks to like, you know, to Congress while he's been testifying to corroborate that he actually what he paid this and Trump lied about it and saying right. they, oh he didn't know. Trump was obviously he's been saying I didn't know about it for the past two yeah. years. Right, right. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, well, whatever Michael does with his money is what Michael does with his money. He's my lawyer. I pay him. He can do whatever he wants." And then it got to it's like, "Well, yeah, you know, uh, you know, his uh, lawyer, his TV lawyer Rudy Giuliani was like, mm-hmm. you know, he can, <laughs> he can. He's like, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with him paying her. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like, he he paid her for a service or." He said it in something in like a bit more layman's terms, like a, right. a bit more, you know, watered down than that. Yeah. But not necessarily ex- explicitly a service. Yeah. That right. Would that, too, would that would be just too illegal. on the news. <laughs> too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if it's not uh, 
they took a while for them to admit that it was uh, related to the campaign and mm-hmm. not just you know a private settlement because right. then that also opens them up to another aspect of criminality, which is uh, you know election law, mm-hmm. which is if you know everything that goes in and out uh, finance wise, you have to declare and you have to say for exactly right. what reason you spent the money. Um, and so they have Michael Cohen coming in and saying that yes. I was the one that paid Stormy Daniels. I paid her for this reason mm-hmm. uh, so that she wouldn't leak the, you know, the news to the media before the election. Yeah. So obviously it's for a campaign related reason. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it is now um, also, you know, like I said, opens them up to that whole aspect of it. Okay. So is there anything else on your list? that? Yeah. And there's, believe it or not, he testified to more stuff. And actually the, the stuff that I'm about to go into is probably more, serious criminally than, uh, you know, if you were able to prove Russian collusion or, you know, campaign finance violations, um, because Cohen has him, uh, Cohen alleges that Trump made false claims to insurance companies by inflating the size of his assets, uh, a move that Cohen said would have allowed him to reduce his premiums. You'll see this that's fraud. Yeah. That's insurance fraud. Yeah. It's insurance fraud. And then you'll see sort of the same, Behavior, which also fits directly into Trump's personality, with other types of fraud, uh, like when Trump wanted to buy the Buffalo Bills, uh, Cohen. Uh, so obviously he would need Why a big them? loan. Just, just a lot of bad investments. Yeah, well, and it also goes back to him wanting an NFL team wildly badly. Right. Right. Um, okay. So obviously he was looking for a loan, and uh, he directed Michael or Michael Cohen testified that he directed. Uh, to him to inflate his assets in order to receive, you know, a larger loan. Because, yeah. you know, you get a bigger loan, the more collateral you have on right. your side. Right. Uh, so then you've got, you know, that's bank fraud. And then uh, he also <laughs> directed surprising. Cohen to deflate his real estate assets uh, during tax season. So what does that mean, deflate his real, like... So let's say, you know... Uh, there's a building and you think it's worth $50 million. It makes, you know, certain, yeah. you know, a couple million or whatever in revenue. Uh, and you say for whatever reason, Oh, it's actually only worth 5 million. Okay. You know, therefore the tax bill on that building got that year it, is going to be, it, you know, okay. 1 million as opposed to 15 million. Dang. So he's just lying. Yeah. And so obviously <laughs> you'll see this, this a lot of Cohen paints this picture of yeah. Trump directing him to commit, fraud pretty frequently <laughs> yeah you know and it also goes back to uh remember when when trump uh, during the election when trump was talking about i'm worth this you know i'm worth that and everyone yeah. was like i don't think that you, you are that sounds are. high yeah so his whole uh, valuation of his businesses and things like that has always been a number that he's felt free to manipulate yeah um, okay but now it's just michael Cohen is able to testify that he actually was full of shit like we all thought um and criminally full of shit <laughs> <laughs> criminally full of shit yeah. donald trump 2020 mm-hmm. yeah so but okay so i want to talk about michael cohen himself so he's like i feel like he's trying to like get people to feel bad for him a little bit yeah, he's definitely trying to curry some type of favor mm-hmm. because there is like kind of like the over like the looming, you know, possibility of a pardon. Uh, it's been okay. the same. That's kind of that's kind of like 
what people suspect is why Paul Manafort hasn't flipped. Okay. Because they're, he's hoping that he might get pardoned, which would essentially be a really sidebar would be a huge conflict of interest would be just an extremely bad idea for both parties like right. Trump and Paul Manafort because it would allow any House Oversight Committee to step in and be like alright you're pardoning this guy mm-hmm. who you both committed crimes with right. you, who you committed a crime with <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean it's like Looks fishy. I'm sure it's all yeah. on the up and up yeah exactly right <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. he he's named you in you know, criminal proceedings. Yeah. He's an unindicted co-conspirator. You can't... Right. Like, it's just not... It's breaking the rule of law, which is, I guess, a precedent that's gone out of the window within this whole, you know, administration. Okay. Another thing is that Cohen is also facing uh, not just federal charges, but he's also facing a ton of state charges. Correct. Which Trump... Doesn't have the power to pardon. Oh, okay. Only uh, the governor of New York would have the power gotcha. to pardon something like that. So he's that. trying to get chummy with. Well, so what he is is he knows he's fucked, more or less. Right. Um, he's basically just trying to limit the amount of time he spends in prison and how much money he has to. He and his family have to pay back. Yeah. At this point. As for my iPad. Oh word. To draw. That's how I make those little doodles. Oh, yo, this is crazy. Okay. <coughs> Continue. Sorry. <laughs> okay, cutting that out. <laughs> um, okay, so I mentioned 2020. Did you want to talk about 2020 first, or do, or do you want to talk about the state of, the, of emergency? Um, I think 2020 might. I don't know. Max, what do you think? The state of emergency is, I think it's a little bit more of a joke so it's kind of something that we could <laughs> yeah that's pretty fast i mean okay so let's talk about that like really yeah, quick we'll just go let's it really out. Quick. yeah so it, it it's not like a thing like it's a thing that he can do but people are trying to like sue him over it yeah or he is being sued over it by yeah. quite a few different parties and yeah. for different reasons yeah really <laughs> what reasons well so to to bring it back sort of to how uh, the whole thing happened. Republicans control all three branches of government. They make no movement towards funding a wall, mm-hmm. you know, when they're passing their, their own budget. Uh, no money for the border wall. Yeah. They basically just ignore, you know, this whole, this whole big promise. The re- reasons why aren't very clear at the moment. Some people think that Trump wanted to make it a campaign issue to run on in 2020. Oh, Okay. There are a lot of different schools of thought as to why. A lot of people think that they're just incompetent. I think that's mm-hmm. generally where my money lies. It's like usually, usually, yeah. usually things are just because of stupidity and incompetence yeah. and less part of an evil plan, mm-hmm. generally. Um, we hope. Yeah, we hope. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And so when the Democrats won back the House... Uh, Trump said, oh, now I want, you know, the money for my border wall. Nancy Pelosi told him to fuck off. Uh, Trump then met with her, uh, Schumer, who's the head of the Dems in the Senate, um, uh, in his office. And they basically tricked him into saying that he would shut the government down, that he would own the shutdown, and that it was his decision alone to Mm. shut down the government. And basically made him own it uh, in the media. So that when inevitably he said, all right, you know, I'm going to shut the government down if we don't get the wall money, they said, great, 
you know, fine, because they knew that he was, he and the GOP were the only ones that were going to get hammered. Right, okay. Um, because, you know, they have to deal with those bad optics of federal workers, you know, yeah. doing whatever they can to make ends meet. They have to deal with the economic reports coming in a loss of productivity. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it hurts his job numbers. And so he was just getting killed for the three weeks that the government was shut down. Yeah. Uh, he reopens, says that, you know, well, if there's no new deal on it by February 15th, I'm going to shut it down again. Absolutely no one believed him. And so uh, his next, other than dropping it, the next route is to, for him, is to declare a national emergency. So he can take funding, government, federal funding from other, you know, Mm -hmm. from other departments to fund the border wall. In this case, he's looking at taking it out of the Pentagon's budget. Uh, out of you know something that's money that's designated for the military for their own transportation yeah. budget, and not even near enough to fund it, like one seventh of right. what would be the total funding. Right. Yeah, it's going to be like a like a fence, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, what was the? It started off a really really large number, yeah. right? Like it was seven billion. Yeah, and then it found it made its way down to like. Five, yeah, and it's just million. dwindling. <laughs> it just dwindled. Day. It dwindled like, like substantially. Yeah. Like it got to such a very small number, and it was pretty like representative of how, like how much it didn't matter because right. he was he was willing to go solo. You know right. what I mean? He's like, come on, all right, y'all don't have ten bucks for this law. <laughs> come on, ten dollars, please. Yeah. <laughs> And they're just like, no, dude, we're not giving you fucking 10 bucks right. for your wall. Right. He's like, please, all right, you know what? It's cool. I don't need you $10. Yeah. National emergency. Yeah. And so he did that. And when he declared it a national emergency, he um, was like, I didn't have to do this. Just, I didn't want to do this. Yeah. But right. I want the wall. And, you know, I didn't have to do this. Like, you know, they're going to sue us. They're going to take us to, you know, the whatever court. They're going to take us to the Supreme Court. They're going to do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to lose. We're going to repeat. And if he was basically kind of just mapping out how it was going to go. And it was clear that it wasn't something that was for, there wasn't a specific need. Mm-hmm. It was to prove a point for him to be right. To, for him to, right. you know. It seems to, all very vain. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, yo, a hundred percent vain. And it's still like, no one will say, no one will like, you know, hold him accountable and say, wait, when you brought up the wall, you said Mexico is going to pay for it. Yeah. Right. It's 2019 and America's paying for the wall. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. The only people who are, you know, who this are. This is like the the smallest amount that he can do with his promise. Maybe yeah. that, is that why you think he's like really <clears throat> keeping, like well, really on this wall would, shit? I feel like it was a multifaceted promise. It was two, it was two things. It was like, we're going to build the wall. And Mexico is going to pay for it. Right. That was literally the chant. Right. Well, and you know? what, what actually they interviewed Trump aides, um, you know, that worked on the campaign yeah. uh, in 16. And the this is what they say was the actual impetus for the wall policy and things mm-hmm. like that, is that he couldn't remember any actual nuanced lines on immigration or any actual immigration policy. Oh, no. But he could remember the wall. Oh, no. And so they needed him just to remember something immigration-related, and so they That's gave... 
insane. Yeah, and that's how the whole thing started because <laughs> so it was it's literally the like, only thing about immigration he could remember. So yeah, because also I was gonna say like, while like that isn't a that isn't as much of a I don't even want to say danger than people who overstay their visas, right? That's like mm. a thing, right? Well, it, it, it was clear that there was no there was no crisis at the border. Yeah, the only crisis right, that right. it was a American made crisis because children were getting separated at the border. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people no. are dying. People are going to look back at this and like... Yeah, it's kind of like, it's turned into... Like, so it, fucked up. It's the it's an American refugee crisis. Yeah. You know, like yeah. people are fleeing from South America and not even like what's going on in the EU where there are people literally coming in boats. Yeah. You know, um, fleeing from visible, you know, uh, social and, you know, political conflict. Like... You know, people coming from like Somalia and the Congo and, yeah. you know, and from Syria. And there are literally not being enough space to house all of those people. Yeah. America is massive. Yeah. <laughs> America yeah. is a huge yeah. place. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that. Like, really, yeah, a lot of people, how yeah. big I didn't really, I didn't realize how big America was until I went to Europe and I was yeah. like, yo, like. I can fly. I can go to all these countries. So for quick. like $120. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here it's $120 to get to, you know, like Buffalo. And right. we're here in the same state. Right. Uh, and so it's it's one of those things that we really, you, it really kind of puts you, you know, puts in perspective yeah. on the privilege that we have as Americans because we don't have to worry about what are, you know, a lot of people don't have to worry about when their next meal is going to be or if their house is going to be blown up yeah, or right. if, you know, if their president is going to, you know, weaponize kids in the street. You know what I mean? Right. Or, you know, just have like a call to arms and be like, hey, every for, you know, every uh, male has to come and serve in the army and go and kill, you know, and just like yeah. basically have to lay your life down. And that's what's happening in a lot of these countries. Mm-hmm. And that's not what's happening in South America. There's just as much violence and, you know, drug cartel, you know, uh, conflict that's going on. However, people are coming in through one point. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's because of the strict... uh, Because of the strict immigration laws that America has that, you know, uh, a kind of, like, feasible and easy term, you know, easy means of, you know, coming into America can exist. And so it's it's something that America made. It's an issue that America made. The only crisis, in my opinion, is one that was, like, built in America. It didn't start on... Yeah, that's what it seems You know what I mean? It didn't start on that side of the border. It started Mm -hmm. on this side of the border with, you know, the policies, the rhetoric. I mean, like, you know, saying that Mexico brings its drug dealers, its... Or, like, you know, just South America and Central America brings its drug dealers. It's, you know, gangbangers and murderers and rapists. And, you know, just... It's racist. It bring, it's it, racist. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. racist rhetoric. And, yeah, go ahead. I'm saying what he's, he's been touching on this whole time is that... Uh, and what Trump... And what he mentioned, Trump said literally verbatim in his speech is that I don't have a reason to do this. He, he, he literally he said that. He and, literally said it. And so... The two legal challenges that they're facing, one is uh, whether or not uh, he has an ability to declare this in a, a national emergency. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, constitutionally, there's a huge leeway in terms of 
the executive power yeah. and what the president uh, can call a national emergency. Right. Yeah. Like you can like they give them the power to call just about anything a national emergency. The thing is, there needs to be some kind of reason behind it. And, and he said really publicly, none. and he said publicly <laughs> that there isn't. So you'd think that he wouldn't try to invalidate, you know, his own, his own his legal argument. argument. Basically, he like he he de- he degrounded, like he unpotted his own plant of conspiracy. Yeah, all of his I mean? lawyers put their heads in their hands, probably when he when he said that line. Oh um, my, it's probably so much of that. Yeah, I, I can't imagine being. His I you know, yeah. honestly, I feel like it's a lot of just kind of like. Being like, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean he, he didn't mean to say that. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just walking like it back. And yeah, or just like, hey, as soon as he goes off script, he's like, fuck, not again. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I would hate to be Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, oh, that's gosh. Yeah. yeah. She has like five names. But um, <laughs> yeah, Sarah Huckabee just kind of like, it's not even like devil's advocate. She just kind of does this. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't had the time to talk to him about you know, yeah, she's just a diffuser. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and they'll be forcing her to stand up and answer the other sort of uncomfortable legal challenge about this whole thing, mm-hmm. which is to build, you know, an enormous fucking wall on the southern border. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to need to go through a lot of people's backyards. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And America they has one of the that. strongest traditions of you don't know mess of with property Texas. law. And doubly so, you know, Texans also are pretty serious about their property law. He's from Texas, right? Yeah. So, you know, and so now imagine this, the the government, typically the villain mm-hmm. in all of these right-wing fantasies, yeah. uh, is coming right, in. Yeah. Is, Fantasy is the best word to yeah. put because the government is a right-wing, a right-winger's best friend. Exactly. So they're, imagine this, the government steps, you know, on your front door one day and hands you a piece of paper saying that uh, due to eminent domain, uh, <laughs> we're actually going to be building a giant concrete wall in your backyard. I know you may have liked your views of, you know, the Rio Grande and, you know, 100 <laughs> acres of untouched nature, but we're actually going to put a big concrete wall. Jesus. And so all of you bet that all of those people are going to sue Trump. Yeah, on the basis of yeah. whether or not you know a national emergency gives him the yeah, power. Yeah, I can't do him any to build good. a wall on yeah. their property. I wonder if he's just always just like in a constant state of like fuck, 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 fuck. No, <laughs> you I, know, I, like I what, I, what I, am I saying? I genuinely think he's just kind of letting. I think he has early onset dementia. That, but that's a it's a whole other that's thing. a whole other thing. You're getting a call, but um, no, yeah, I I genuinely. Believe his Is that Andrew O'Grady calling. It's, it's my ex-boyfriend calling. <laughs> God, I know Dane, and I'm gonna let him know. Yeah, beat him up. <laughs> Just kidding. Great guy. Anyway, so what was I gonna say? Well, I mean, we, that's basically the national emergency. So right now, uh, Trump is getting sued over whether or not uh, I think there's 20 something states that are suing him. Over whether or not he has the ability to declare this uh, right. national emergency. So, do you think it will actually come into fruition, like this wall, or do you think it would? Be I more don't. Like I think what they're doing now is they're going to try to bog it down as much as possible, even if they know they won't win, uh, be, and try to make it an issue uh, for his reelection in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, as we said that before, the wall is. It, 
to to intelligent people, the wall was never a serious policy objective. It was more to rile people up. Exactly, it's yeah. an appeal. Yeah. It's an appeal to people's emotion, yeah. generally, and how it. It's uh, a battle cry. Exactly, yeah. and how that and appeals to their emotion and how they interact with mm-hmm. you know immigration. So that's a perfect segue into 2020.